Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Please check the show notes to see how I can help you create cash flow now through real estate investing and leave a profound legacy in life, leadership, and wealth to your loved ones. You'll find links to my website, integrativeminds.com in the show notes. And there you can also schedule a 45-minute complimentary consultation to see how I can help you grow your real estate portfolio and leave the legacy you dream of creating. And I would love to come speak at your organization, events, or even on your show. So please please schedule a meeting time with me on my website. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and syndicated on RethinkRadio.org, OneIdeaWay.com, and Arm Radio. So this is September, and if you didn't know it, it's National Suicide Prevention Month. So all month, mental health advocates, prevention organizations, survivors, allies, and community members unite to promote suicide prevention awareness. If you didn't know it, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. and is the second leading cause of death for for people ages 10 to 24 years old. They are kids. The suicide rates for 15 to 24 years old are at its highest level ever since 2000. And each day in this nation, there are over 3,000 attempts by young people grades 9 to 12 years old. And that's not even adding grades 7 to 8 in there. And our guest today is a man on a mission to raise awareness of the power of music and its self-care. In addition to being a successful IT entrepreneur, he holds magna cum laude degrees in piano performance and creative writing and has concertized and performed for many years with a focus on bringing music to audiences in non-traditional ways. In 2011, he launched Music Care Inc. and it's a for-profit corporation. It's dedicated to teaching practical ways music can be used for self-care. His work has recognized, was recognized by the National Council for Behavioral Health with an Award of Excellence in 2014. So that's like the behavioral health equivalent of winning an Oscar. And when he talks about music and self-care, he speaks with gentle conviction and from real experience. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Bill Proxman. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so before we get into that, today's 9-11. So I wanted to, for me, pay tribute to the past and put some hope for the future. I want to honor those who perish, all those who put their lives out there to help, and to all the survivors. I'm sending you love and light. Thank you. I join you in that, Jacqueline. I remember that morning because my daughter called and woke me up and said, Dad, turn on the TV. I remember that morning too. I had a friend who called me the same thing and they said, oh my gosh, you got to turn on the TV. And that was right after the first tower was hit. Yes. I literally watched the second tower. 
yeah, I, I didn't go any. I don't remember what else I was doing that morning, but everything stopped. Yeah, everything stopped. So let's talk about what you do and um, why it's so important to you. I know you, offline, we talked about you being suicidally ideated. Tell us about that. Yes, the job of a, of a musician, uh, at least the way I view it, is to go deeply into the emotions that are in music and then try to convey those emotions to an audience. So when I'm at the piano, um, I'm very conscious that that's what I'm doing. And to do that well, uh, you not only have to make the finger bit of it happen and make sure that that's flawless or as near perfect as possible, you also have to bring your, um, your emotional awareness. I, I hesitate with the term emotional intelligence because it's bigger than that, but you have to bring your, your ability to, to feel um, into the music. So every time that you touch a piano key or a guitar string, or if you're playing a brass instrument or drums or whatever, every, every touch that you make of your instrument is something that's going to reach the listeners at a very vulnerable place inside their head, their eardrum. Mm -hmm. And if, if I can do the touching of a piano key properly, the emotion that is there with that touch will reach you as it touches your eardrum. And it sounds crazy, but that's how we respond. And it has to be that basic. I mean, later on, you can think about it and say, oh, yeah, that's, that was pretty or whatever. But your, your body, your system, your physiology has already responded to the sound. And your thought about what that meant you know, comes much later. So um, I, this, this is such a powerful thing because we're all listening all the time. Even while we're asleep, we're, we're hearing things. And if those sounds are supportive, oh, that's beautiful. But if those sounds are antagonistic, not so much. So this awareness of what music does for us, does to us, is, is very important. It's crucial. I'm, I'm thinking of the, the book and the movie, it, incredibly, what was it? incredibly Loud and Incredibly Close, something like that. It was a 9-11 story. Um, but I love the fact that, this, that the sound was right there in the title because that awareness of sound can be very healing if we use it that way, or it can be um, terrifying. Yeah. as it was on the morning of 9-11. Music can change your emotion, your behavior instantly. I mean, everybody that hears the Rocky theme song, like you just want to get up and yeah. run 10 miles uphill or something. Exactly. And uh, you hear Beethoven or something and you, you, know, you just feel relaxed and calm. Yes. Definitely music, sound itself, any sound can jar you or, or change your emotion. Now, you told me that music saved you from suicide. It did, yes. How did it do that? Music, of course, is a vehicle for these things. Um, and on the evening, which was actually a Labor Day weekend, um, <laughs> I don't remember the actual date, but it was, it was uh, post 9-11. So um, when I felt that I'd really reached rock bottom, which is something that is unique for me because my job is essentially to find the bottom of the emotions that I want to perform for you. But when I felt that in my personal life, I had reached rock bottom, um, the experience was pretty um, objective. It was like, well, see, I did this, I did that. You know, the kids are grown and gone. I was just sort of checking off the list, right? And, and I came to a place where it's like, well, there's no more meaning in my life. I can continue to make music and whatever, but it's like, you know, why? What, what's the purpose here? And I realized that I had a journey to take, and that journey could go in one of two ways. It could either be the end of my life, or it could be something else. And I don't know why, but 
at that moment in my life on a Friday afternoon, I sat down in the chair with some headphones and put on a piece of music that speaks to me of sadness. Um, I heard it years ago and I've learned to play it and it's, it's Rachmaninoff. There's oh, a, yes. It's this powerful. beautiful um, etude tableau by Rachmaninoff. And I just let it play on repeat. I was willing to be present. And what happened, of course, was I started to weep. I just had this, this flood of emotion, which for me was the emotion that's in the music. And I let that go and let it be as deep as it could be and just sat there. I don't know how long I was in the chair, but when I woke up, <laughs> it was full night. The music was still in my head and I went to bed. I can't say that there's a moment where I thought, no, I'm not going to stop breathing today because those moments are still with me. And I do choose to keep breathing. But the morning when I woke up after that deep experience of being you know, in the heart of darkness or whatever you want, the shadow, whatever, that work, <clears throat> which came through the music, just allowing that to play within me, I woke up with this new sense of something else, something different, something that wasn't typical for me. And that's something that little spark, whatever it has been, has kept me breathing since then. So for 12 years now, almost 12 years, that's a beautiful way to allow the experience of music without the thought or the expectations or the whatever else. I mean, clearly I'm happy to be here. I'm glad I'm alive. Uh, but at that time, there was no requirement to stay alive or to pass away. It was just this place of great sadness. And I needed the music to mind me in that place, to feel it that deeply to sort of let it wash through me and to transform that emotion. Now, I'm still deeply sad. I mean, there are times where I, I go there, but that practice of allowing the music to, to have a deep emotional connection for me. Sounds was like a very what, cathartic experience. It was, yeah. I mean, gently, it wasn't the big wow experience that lots of people like to get, you know, in motivation, but it was a cathartic experience because it gave me a meaning. It gave me a, a, a spark of hope or whatever it is that makes you want to stay in the game. Letting all that sadness go sort of revealed that spark that was there before. And now it's like even more magnified, you know, yeah. to want to talk and bring this to you. In our society, we're not supposed to show sadness. Especially for guys, right? For guys, exactly. Because that's some sort of vulnerability, weakness. You start bearing it inside and music, whatever the sound, the rhythm, there's a power to it that is very washing, like a water kind of sense that will help you bring it out. And we really need it. It sounds like it helped you physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. Tell us how music, the power of music can do that. So the, the practice here is one of allowing the emotions to be expressed, but without a need to act out or to take action based on them. And music is a great and safe way to be able to go in and get those deep emotions and bring them up for uh, well for experience, I, I think is the best way of doing it. We know from the science that's going on with things like EMDR and other th in trauma therapy that if you can reach a point where the memory becomes separate from the the emotional charge, then that's a very healing thing. This process, it, although it doesn't involve a specific memory, for me usually is that it's like okay let's let's go into the sadness for a while and and feel what's there and see if there's any new information down there for us that willingness and a vehicle to make it happen whether that's therapy mdr whatever music drumming um that's a very powerful experience and it's so simple and so easy but we often forget about it because music is in the background or whatever, but to make it present and to stay in the moment with the music as it works 
on us, uh, that's a new discipline for many people. But you can practice and learn it, become very good at it, and it will bless you in ways you can't even imagine. And, and I use the word blessing on purpose because there's a spiritual component to it too. Definitely. You can get to places, your soul. I like to meditate to music. It helps me get in touch with that place when I have specific music I use. Now you talk there's a difference between music therapy and music care. What's sure. the difference? So um, in music care, you're on your own. You do this, you, this informed evidence-based um, holistic practice of using music as a self-care tool uh, is on your own. So in music therapy, you're with a licensed board certified um, credentialed individual who's been through at least a master's degree and sometimes PhD program. And it's a therapeutic relationship. It's a one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And music care can be learned one-on-one -on -one as well, but the practice of it, the real use of it is something you do when you're not with your therapist. Okay. So a therapist said to me at one time years ago, this was very close to the time that I went through that suicide experience. Around that same time, the therapist said, Bill, there aren't enough of us, meaning therapists, to deal with all of the issues that exist in the world. And that's 2007. Things have gotten any better. <laughs> no, it's actually gotten worse and it's moved down in, in yes. age group now. I have three stepdaughters and all of them have experienced emotions that it took me years to experience. Well, of course, I'm a guy, so it's a little bit different for men than for women. Women are more open to the uh, experience of emotion. But I've watched all of them go through incredible emotional journeys. And yes, some of them are self-harm and things like that. That seems to be the nature of middle school these days. It was, yeah. you know, we were just beating each other up when I was in middle school. Now we're the, the games. It's changed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and by the way, you said something about meditating into music. I love that because I feel a meditation when I'm playing. Yeah. I have that experience. Definitely. And, and that's lovely. People need to realize that meditation doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged and in own position. I have friends who, when they're running in nature, that's their meditation. I have people who gardening is their meditation. It's a place of alpha wave. That's what I tell people. Yes. When you're your brain is in alpha wave and it's just calm, relaxed, and you're not thinking of anything else. It's almost like when you're driving on the freeway and you miss that exit that you were supposed to go and you realize you lost the last five minutes or something, yeah. <laughs> but you're still there focused. So yeah. What I, I feel in that state, when the voices in my head aren't talking, when they're quiet, I know I'm in a place that's that. And it could be doing any activity, mostly at the piano, but it's nice to not have that internal dialogue from time to time. And, and music is a great way for me to get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. I, you watch musician who play and they're, they're rocking, they're swinging, they're, and you can tell they're in their own meditative place. You know, lots of us are introverts. Um, musicians are crazy people. And, you know, in amazing Artists ways. Artists in general, right? Uh, all, yeah, all of them, all the, the amazing stuff in the world. But um, most of the time, we're pretty private. And yeah. there are those, of course, who love publicity and fame. And, and, and that's fine. But when you're in the place of making the music, um, you can get together with people you've never even met before and start making music together instantly. And, and that experience, if you're aware of it, is so powerful. I mean, just join up a drum circle someday and just see, see what it's like. It, oh, investigate yeah. that, right? Right, right. Because it, it, it opens you in a way that you didn't know you had. Right. And, you know, I, I resisted a long time. Drum circles are like, ooh, ooh, ooh I'm not do that. Crystal crunchers and that. But now drumming is like, yeah. There's something very tribal about when you just hear drums only. Connects us too. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
So how can people use music to get ahead in life? Oh, this is a great question. So music is often an intervention, as you mentioned. You put on music to relax or music to help your you know, workout. But there are other ways. So emotional intelligence is a big one on the radar right now. And they're still teaching emotional intelligence like it's a mental process. And I, and I love that because it's an evolution. It's better than not. But emotional intelligence goes way beyond the mind. I mean, every cell in our body resonates to music. And if you want to find out what your emotions really are, you need to turn off the part of your mind that's, that's you know, the prefrontal cortex, the yes. part that's always analyzing. And the only way to do that, the only way to do that is to intentionally ignore it, whether that's through meditation or jogging or gardening or whatever it is. But music not only lets you shut that down, turn off the internal dialogue, it opens you to the experience of emotions that otherwise might not be safe to experience. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we know the, the cultural thing in America is for guys to hold it inside. Um, there are so many men who have been able to open to their experience of emotion without um, any danger, but in a way that they've never thought about before because you can't think about it. You know, somebody will tell you, oh, Bill, you should, you know, get in touch with your feelings. Well, and then the guys want to know how, right? Yes, step by step. Step by step. So well, you get out your headphones, you get out the music that you love, and you put that on repeat, and you sit in the chair and do nothing else except listen. And with practice, you can find ways in to your own emotional experience that you have never knew you had before. So this, this practice, if there is a practice, even if it's listening or playing or singing, whatever it is, that's the, uh, that's the opportunity here. So opening yourself to emotional intelligence, they tell us in business, is a really great thing. And sure, I'd rather work for a guy who was like in possession of his emotional range and able to communicate effectively without disrespect and belittling and all those other things. I mean, who wouldn't? That's just best practice in business. Be able to achieve that, um, music can give you that experience. Um, caregivers and parents, I mean, we all use music to sort of maintain peace, you know, and give ourselves some respite. But how do you work proactively with kids and music? Well, you buy some drums and you drum with your kids because you'll learn things about them and they will learn things about you that only music, only sound and rhythm can open up. There's, there's no other way to get at that stuff. Is there any particular music or just any kind of music that you can listen to that you like? Well, the science is that the music we love individually is our, is our powerful music. So it's a generational thing. Yep. Our kids like different music than we did and that's yeah. normal. But I've learned things from um, Billie Eilish, who's the current heartthrob. Yeah. I just found out about Lizzo. I've learned things from Lizzo. Um, hip hop is amazing. There's such an incredible um, cultural safety around hip hop. And I know that's a strange term to put to it, but think of the fact that so many people are able to experience anger without having to act it out. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to rap. Um, that's beautiful. We, we need those songs that, that are closest to us. So drumming with your kids, you might put on some Billie Eilish drum to that and then put on some, you know, um, like African beat or something. Right, right. Yeah. And just see what the responses are in the room and, and start to know what's going on in your kids a little bit more deeply. Yeah. Well, I know you authored and published a couple of books. Can you tell us about that? So one of them is about spiritual best practices in business which is strange, but it, it, it's necessary. We need to be able to empower people who show respect and honor and those appreciation and gratitude. And this book is a how-to for how to do that for people who haven't yet figured it out or don't know or want to know more. So a little tiny book called More Than Human. And 
that's an important thing, I think, for most people. It's on Amazon. And the other one is uh, totally unrelated, although I have a heart for homelessness and have served as a volunteer with homeless people, teaching music as self-care. But this is a book of portraits drawn by my friend Jeff Horn back in the 90s from life. And there are over 100, and we just presented them in this coffee table-sized book. And it's beautiful to look into the eyes of a homeless person and realize there's humanity there. There's a person in there. And that's the, that's the purpose of the book. So it's out there. It got some national award as well. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to be on this journey and to pull the strings and see where they go. And that, that was a beautiful one, just completely beautiful, Jacqueline. And what's that one called? That one is called In Our Eyes, In Our Words. Search for In Our Eyes, In Our Words, and you'll find ways that it's doing amazing work right now with homelessness in California. Awesome. Awesome. And then your online course. Yes. So people are always asking, how do I do this? And there's just one of me. So I'm teaching teachers like you to be able to take it forward. But if you want to dive in, quest.musiccare.net. And at the quest, which is a quest on purpose, as you'll discover, uh, you can begin to, to sort of unpack how your music is working for you and expand your range and your opportunity as you learn to use music in this way. Yes, definitely. I know you have lots of resources to help practitioners, facilitators, and also just people. I think talking about suicide and depression is really difficult to start. How do you start that conversation with anybody? Tell us some of the resource that you want to give. Well, I ran a, a group for people who were suicidally ideated for a while, a meetup group. And uh, it was fun because if we were successful, then nobody would show up. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. I ran it for a couple of years, and I'm actually reframing that, working with a gentleman up in Orange County uh, to be able to do something similar to that. This, this Starting the conversation, we need to destigmatize suicide, the way we destigmatize post-traumatic stress. Yep. Now everybody can talk about that freely. And I think we're at a place where suicide is knocking on the door, too, and saying, we, we need to discuss this. We need to be more open about it. Look at it. me. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> And there are courses, if you're interested, called Q, uh, Question, Persuade, Refer. QPR is a fantastic one-hour course that will give you the nuts and bolts for what to do if you find yourself in a situation with someone who's talking about suicide. So Where it's do not you scary. find that? I would just Google it along. QPR is out there, and it's taught by agencies who are either into suicide or into um, prevention, early intervention. Um, lots of county agencies are doing this. Lots of okay. nonprofits are doing it. So just Google QPR and you'll be able to hook up for that. Okay. It's, it's a great course. Okay. Musiccare.net, the resource yeah. guide. Lots of resources at musiccare.net. So if you want to know how to do things with music, um, that's kind of why I exist. And I give away about 99% of everything that I do. So you can find resources at musiccare.net, the plain old, not the quest, but the musiccare.net website has a resources tab including for suicide. So um, take a look and call me, contact me. I'm available for, to, to, to further this work in any way that makes sense for you. Yeah, we're going to have all of these links in the show notes too for Bill. His webpage is Bill Proxman. The last name is spelled P like Paul, R-O-T like Tom, Z-M-A-N-N.com. And you can also email Bill at bill at musiccare.net. I think we, like you said, there's a reason why we have a month of suicide awareness. And part of it is having that conversation. And how do you start that conversation? Like, what would you suggest someone do? Well, if you're a parent, it's, it's easier kind of to notice if your kid is off. Um, mm -hmm. 
obviously in adolescence, the kids are off because that's what you do as an adolescent. And keeping that communication open is so important to me. So uh, my, my goal, if there's anything, is to start the communication. And often it doesn't happen with words. Um, it can happen with a guitar. It can happen with drums. Um, one of the things that's cool about our family is that all my wife and all the girls sing. So there's this ongoing music that's always happening in the house. And, and finding the, the modality you know, that works best for you as a parent, uh, you're going to use your parental skills and, and figure that out. It's difficult with business, but it, with friendships, where it's more of a, a, an age-level playing ground, it's not a problem to look someone in the eyes and say, hey, Jacqueline, is everything okay today? We, we can start conversations as simply as that. Yeah, and yeah. and you'll get, you'll, most of the time you'll get a yes. But you know, when I've, when I've done that, people remember yeah. and they'll come back yeah. and say, hey, Bill, you know, can we grab some coffee or something? And you, maybe the topic never comes up, but the fact that you showed up is huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want anyone around when I was feeling suicidal. I just, I didn't. But I didn't want to call my therapist or anything. But I was very grateful that I had people who, who reached out in that way. Hey, meet me for coffee or, you know, let's yeah. walk on the beach or something. Do you have a quote for us? One of your favorite quotes? Oh, gosh. Quotes? Well, I wish I had something pithy to say, but um, I'm thinking of 9-11. And so much has been said about that. If there's anything that we've learned from 9-11, it's that change is always happening. And I like to say, change your music, change your life. I think that's the most remarkable and simple and safe way that we can sustain change these days is just to become more full of our emotional authenticity and really own that. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate your time and what you're giving. And listeners, until next time, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. Until next time, have a wonderful week.